0: Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. Usually, I introduce myself as the sidekick, Dylan Waugh, but today, because my voice is so bad, it has to be done. Ken, today you're Robin, I'm Batman. All right. (laughs) We're going to be talking about the Stanley Cup Finals, and of course, the biggest news that anybody could ever have, a hockey player cheated on his girlfriend. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Ken, how are you doing this
1: week? I'm doing all right. I was doing okay until like just before the broadcast when I thought you were going to hawk a loogie. <laughs> <laughs> like he just went, <laughs> and then I I was half expecting to hear. Well, I wasn't going to hawk it <laughs> towards you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dylan's a little under the weather. Well, I feel fine now. I I, like, I started getting sick. Like it's not COVID, right? Like I, I'm not sitting beside someone who has the cooties, right? I doubt it. I hope not. Because I've I've actually been able to avoid it. I'm out of tests, though. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay, I got a bunch of them. You gave me one I gave one time. One, yeah, I got a whole bunch of them yeah. at home. Uh, well, you can have one later. Anyways, um, <laughs> after I've infected you. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I've I've managed to avoid it so far. It doesn't and, feel and like now, COVID because And now I'm feeling like this is like gonna be my badge of honor. This is gonna be like, yeah, back in two thousand and twenty to twenty-two, you know, everybody got COVID, but I didn't.
0: <laughs> uh, that's if we all make it any longer mm-hmm. than twenty twenty two. Um No, I don't think it's I don't think it's anything like it literally yeah. was just a sore throat, then a runny nose, then a runny nose and a sore throat, and yeah. then I actually don't have a sore throat right now. I don't feel it at all, but I hear my voice through the microphone and I go, holy smokes, who's that gravelly voice, little devil.
1: Yeah. 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 So uh, uh, cool story, bro. Yeah.
0: Well, I thought that, uh, <laughs> I thought that you know, we, we strive here at hockey unfiltered to give the listener the greatest uh, audio experience and, you know, my voice is doing something less than that right
1: now. No, it's actually pretty good. Like you've got like the, uh, like you say, you've got the uh, the sort of mysterious kind of gravelly thing going. My I don't, voice I don't even really know voice.
0: When I lose my voice. Oh like yeah. Really low. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. That'd be too bad. But, but you could Too bad you couldn't have it all the time. Cause then you could be like a, uh FM radio DJ or something on <laughs> Q107. It's the only
0: time that because you're mine, <laughs> I walk the line. So now, speaking of walking the line. Correct. Speaking of walking the line, Kale McCarr. Who I've walks, heard the best. Who
1: walks the line? Like the best nickname
0: else. I've heard for him is that he should be called Cash because he walks the line better than anybody else. Nice. Well, I, I feel like that nickname is pure money. He should be called Caillou. Pure money.
1: Oh, pure money, not yeah, bad. Cash, huh? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He should be yeah. called
0: Caillou because he looks like a two uh because he looks like he's eight. Caillou's he, four. He, he's he, famously four. And he plays like he's I'm just a kid who's
1: four. He's <laughs> famously a four-year-old. It, but he plays like he's 30. He he <sighs> is, and I I mean I tweeted this out last week during the during the yeah, Western Conference final. Was that last week or have they been off more than a week by now? <laughs> I think that was last week. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, he is...
0: It was last week that we were doing the post-mortem of the Western Conference final on Wednesday. So it's been more than a and week. Then the week yeah. before that, we were talking about what an amazing Western Conference final it's going to be with Agent right. Dater so, and so Mark we Spector.
1: Actually, yeah, so we actually, have, we actually have done a podcast since then. But I, I tweeted out that uh, Kale McCart is a elite NHL goal scorer. Not an elite NHL goal scoring defenseman. Yeah, yeah. He's an elite NHL goal scorer. I could see him, I could see him one day like nudging like a 50 goal season.
0: Yeah. I I mean, you've, you've been saying that literally, literally, not figuratively since our first episode.
1: Every episode?
0: You have not literally said it every episode, but you've literally said that.
1: Yeah, so maybe I should in our stop. first episode oh i did oh okay. yeah no yeah we,
0: in our very first episode we're now episode 26 isn't that uh, weird that is weird yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: um in our first episode we talked about like our our biggest what we love to see most in the nhl mm-hmm. and i said trevor zegris or who who's our must watch player something like that right and you right. said kale mccarr right and and you said the exact same thing yeah episode one so it's it It is funny because the world is starting to take notice of that.
1: Yeah. I wonder how, well, I mean, we're going to talk about this, but the way Tampa's collapsing in front of their net and the way everybody from Stephen Stamkos to Ross Colton are blocking shots. Yeah. Be interesting to see how he adjusts to that. And I think he will because he's so good. Yeah. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts to that and see how many shots he gets through uh, on Vasilevsky.
0: Yeah, I mean that was the big thing with Brent Burns. Right. Was not that he was letting out the hardest shots in the world, the biggest clap bombs, but rather that uh he was able to get his shot through on a very consistent basis. Well, to me
1: to me Chris Pronger was the guy who was the the, the poster poster child for that. Right. Like like just Low, hard, and on I weirdly the net.
0: think of other things when I he- hear Chris Pronger.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah I would too. <laughs> no, but I, 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 think he was like a, almost a pioneer in that because, like, that was when, like, when he was at his, at the height of his, his talent. That was when teams started doing what they're doing, like, yeah, just everybody fall down in front of the net. And, yeah, yeah, you know, stay, get in front of the puck. And he, I, I always remember just marveling at how. He was able to keep it low and on net, and I, I always used to love that. And I used to love how um, Nick Lidstrom in yeah. Detroit, particularly in Detroit, in the old in the old uh, Joe Louis Arena, the old Joe Louis Arena, <laughs> where, where they played before, the boards were so lively there that you'd see it all the time. Lidstrom would shoot the puck in and he'd miss the net on purpose and it would come right back out in front for a scoring chance, like almost every time. And he had it, he had, you know, obviously it was his home rank. He probably worked on it, you know, 20 minutes a day in practice, Yeah. but he had every angle, every kind of nuance of those boards figured out yeah. and he knew exactly where to put it. And it would be like, oh, he missed the net. No, he didn't miss the net. He missed the net on purpose. Yeah.
0: Like a good uh, pool player. Right. Testing the rebounds of all the different sides yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I do a drill like that with my goalies. Where I take a what, low- Where you
1: let every puck in?
2: Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Here's
1: how you scoop it out of the net, kids. Okay. <laughs> here's how you here's how you take a drink of water after you got scored on.
2: Uh, it's I not like turn this. Around. You, here's, you turn around. in the air first. Yeah. You
1: turn around and then you fire it down the ice because you got to pretend you're pissed off at your teammates when really it was your fault. Is that what you teach them?
0: uh yeah obviously but I'm, I'm talking about the other stuff that i teach them the, the more pertinent stuff is uh
1: you're a good sport dylan you're a good sport
0: <laughs> never been called that before no i take a slap shot wide of the net and try to have it bounce off the boards in front of the net right and of course it bounces erratically of course and so the goalie has to read it you know follow it going into the boards and then read how it comes out in front of the net enable in in order to stop it. And then I pick it up and fling it towards the net. Do you think
1: that hockey sense is a quantifiable quality that you can measure in a goalie? Because I think it's really important. I think hockey sense for a goalie is really, really important.
0: Yes. So I, I, there was this one drill that I was doing with these two goalies it was like pass, pass, shot. Right. Right. And what I said to the goalie was I said, the goalie was always chasing the puck and then sliding into the shot. Mm-hmm. Carey Price is famously set before the shot. Right. right. That's, right. His, that's his That's calling his calling card. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's lazy. Just dropped the butterfly. Yeah, he was there. He was playing chess when everybody else is playing chess. Yeah, you know right? what?
1: Ed Belfour was like that too. Ed, Bel- Bel- Ed Belfort Belfort was, was like that. Yeah. Ed Belfort was... One of the best positional goalies I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. Ever. Completely agree with you. Yeah. So uh, so I, I said to this goalie, I said, look, in a game situation, you know that you have deflections, you have missed passes, you, you might misread the pass or whatever. In this situation, you know every variable. Mm-hmm. There's only one mm-hmm. variable, right? right? I want you to start getting comfortable with getting ahead of that puck and then we'll get you comfortable With adjusting to variables, right? So you're right, and but one goalie that I had in particular could never get himself ahead of that pass. Right? It just wasn't. It just it didn't compute to him that as soon as that puck got released off the stick, where is it going? And I've got to get there. Right? Because for a goalie, you only got to move five feet. The puck's got to move thirty five feet. So Uh in theory, you should be able to move it move faster than the puck as a goaltender, Uh with the way that the angles are. So it, it. it is something that you can teach, but n- not everybody.
1: Yeah. There are people that just, they just won't get it. I mean, but you can do it because there's tracking, right? Like. Right. Anybody can track a puck. You could be the biggest dummy in the world yeah. and you can still go, okay, the puck's there, the puck's going here. Right. The puck's there, right? Yeah. So I, I would think to a certain extent you can. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Interesting. And
0: so, but this I think is what, where you're, where you're driving that, which is the goaltending disparity in this series.
3: That's of what I'm
0: driving Bay, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Colorado yeah. Avalanche. Yeah. As much as I love to talk about goalie drills until, you know, we're all blue in the face. I, I wouldn't like that very much.
1: <laughs> I would find that very, very boring. Speaking and I think of which, most
0: people- Ken and I did not uh, coordinate shirts today. No. We didn't say, oh, I'm putting on my blue shirt. You putting on your blue
1: shirt? My blue shirt is a, li- a little slightly less... Navy than yours.
0: Oh, well, well there there you yeah, go.
1: There you go. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean the goaltending
0: disparity. Like <laughs> so this is why why I say that it's teachable to an extent is because, you know, when you see a goalie that doesn't quite have that ability in the NHL, my assumption is not that his goalie coach was never able to recognize that and never tried to reconcile that or yeah. to rectify that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which sometimes, you know, people go, ah the goalie coach must be a moron. He didn't. It's like, no, he probably saw it. <laughs> If you saw it, he probably saw it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh,
1: yeah, I,
0: Darcy Kemper does not impress.
1: Uh, yeah, he, and he doesn't have to, though. <clears throat> like, I, like I said, he I, hasn't I, I, had to. He hasn't had to. That's right. To, to this like, point. I, like I, like I've said, um, you know, I mean, Colorado gets good goaltending. Right, they get they get decent goaltending from it's below it, league and average, it, and it really doesn't matter. It really no. doesn't matter if it's Pavel Francouz or Francouz or or Darcy Kemper. Like to me, at this point in the playoffs, it, it really doesn't matter which one of those guys starts. I'd be they're, taking Francouz. Yeah, that maybe they're they're va- they're essentially interchangeable, right? Um, at the other end of the ice, you've got if not the best goalie in the world, the goalie who just beat the best goalie in the world.
2: Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I mean, it's a huge disparity, huge, huge disparity, and it, it, and it's one of about five or six reasons why I'm actually picking picking Tampa to win this series. I'm picking Tampa too. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picking that's Tampa. That's boring. Too. I
0: know it's boring, but it, and, and that's I've one crushed
1: of, you on the playoff thing, and like we, we have we'll, we'll do the final account. Yeah, we've at come, the of we've come, to, we've come to that conclusion that I've basically, like, yeah, you've killed I, I, me. I, I. I crushed you into like fine dust, dust. Yes. yes yes okay good. I,
0: yes good. i agree with you there
1: so you should be colorado just to try and get that old college try to All get right, it back.
0: colorado at 100 <laughs> with with times eight if they win because <laughs> it doubles every every round no
1: right? it doesn't it was yes, three it went once doubled three times four times no That's no i oh, did it you don't anyways. understand math Okay. So math you is have hard. Half the teams, <laughs> yeah.
0: double the points. Okay. Half the teams again in the next round, double the points again in the next round. Okay. So there's just the same amount of points on the table. Same number of points, yeah. yeah. In, in each round. Okay. There. <laughs> okay. You correct my grammar. I'll correct your math. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so I, I mean, I, like I agree with you. Like, it, but here's the thing that I would say about uh, uh, Franzeus, Pavel Franzeus. Here's, here's what I'd say. Honestly because we're talking about him versus Darcy Kemper and how Darcy Kemper really hasn't not impressed in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think about Andy rontz and Frederick Anderson and your joke about how Anderson being injured going to the playoffs might have been the best thing that happened to the Carolina Hurricanes. Yep, yep. We might be looking at the
1: same thing here. We might be, we might be. The, 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 I, I think the reality of it is, is if goaltending becomes a big factor in this series, I, I see no path to victory for Colorado. But why wouldn't like, it become a big
0: factor in this series? When you look at the ho- the offensive horses that <laughs> both teams have. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just seems like... <sighs> okay, caveat being that Colorado managed to effectively shut down Connor McDavid. Well, I mean, shut down. Slow
1: down Connor McDavid. Yeah, it didn't shut him down at all. Yeah. Like, no, no, the, no. Like, because... No, because he didn't... They, they didn't shut him and, and Leon Dreisaitl down. Uh, it came down to the Stars cancelling out and then the depth players being the difference makers
2: in yeah. that series. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I don't know if, if it's going to be the same this time around. Yeah. Uh, I do know that Tampa is more comfortable playing in low-scoring, low-event games yeah. than any team that I've seen in years. Yeah. In fact, I think they prefer it now. Like, it's weird because they used to be, like, yeah. the team that wanted to beat you 8-3.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now they
1: want to beat you one nothing. Yeah. Or 2-1. And to me as far as I'm concerned, you know, if Tampa goes into the third period with a lead like a one nothing lead or two nothing lead, just just move on to the next game. I was move shocked. Move on to the next game because they give you nothing. I was shocked nothing. that
0: Panarin got a goal yeah. against Tampa in the last game.
1: Hey, pop quiz. In the final four games of the Tampa New York series, how many even strength goals did the New York Rangers get? Oh, very, very little because Tampa shut down. Yeah, yeah. Um, One. 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 <laughs> One even strength goal in four games.
0: Right. And the Panera goal was a, was a power play goal. But yeah, even yeah. with it being a power play goal, I was very surprised that he scored it. Yeah. And you
1: know who scored it? Ryan Lindgren. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: when Ryan Lindgren is your leading five-on-five guy...
0: You are in a bit of trouble. You're in a bit of trouble. Yeah. Well, I mean, I used to joke about that when the Montreal Canadiens got eliminated by the New York Rangers and then didn't make the playoffs for the next four years. Every, every year, I'd say, you know who the last guy to, to score a playoff goal for the Montreal Canadiens was?
1: Alexi Evelyn. Wow. <laughs> you know what's weird? Who the last guy was to score 100 points for the Montreal Canadiens? <laughs> Jean Belliveau. Matt's Naslund. Oh, really? Matt Naslund. Yeah. Ninety. 90- No, 85, 86, the year they won the, the year they won the cup. Yeah. You know, you think of Montreal as being this, like having all these star studded, they've only had like four guys score a hundred points in their history.
0: So I was thinking about that, the biases that you develop from young indoctrination and the way that it it, it translates later in life. My dad always hated Led Zeppelin. (laughs) He said it was too heavy. So it was too hardcore, really? too hard rock, too heavy. My huh? dad was a lot older than you. Bear in hmm. mind, right?
1: I hope so. No, I'm just <laughs> saying like, you
0: know, so he's like, you know, the Rolling Stones generation. He's in his like mid 20s when Zeppelin starts coming out. And, okay. and so he's starting yeah, to get yeah. to that age where he's going like, I don't want new stuff. But later on in his life, he got into the Dandy Warhols. Which is kind of like a pop punk mm-hmm. yeah, hard yeah. rock band, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, as one of his younger friends that, hey, you check out these guys and he loved them and he bought their CDs and listened to them in the car all the time and all the rest of it, right? But the thing was that he still held on to this thing that he didn't like Led Zeppelin because that was too hard rock. And so I was thinking about that. So we all grew up with the Montreal Canadians being this this storied franchise with all this skill well, and all this talent well, and all you this didn't, whatever You
1: didn't grow up with that. Heck yes, I did. <laughs> I absolutely did. But you didn't see it in person. You no, just grew up with the lore, I, I, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. so what
0: I'm saying is that growing up with that lore, it's funny how like it's so hard to break that that narrative, that idea yeah. uh, in our minds. But well,
1: multiply that by a thousand for Leaf fans, right? Like some people who have never seen them win the cup, and you know, or around. Uh, yeah, and 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 I mean. You know, all they do is play on their tradition and history, which right. has sucked. Yeah, basically for the last fifty years. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, I, a buddy of mine, actually a friend of mine, came to Canada from England in nineteen sixty seven. The winter of 1967. Right. And he watched the Leafs win the Stanley Cup. And that was like, he was like, oh, this is really cool. And people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that happens. happens All the time. It happens quite a bit. Because they had won. They won 62, 63, 64. Then Montreal won 65, 66. And the Leafs won in 67. So, like, in the space of six years, they won four times, right? Right, yeah. So, people were like, oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, that happens pretty regularly.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Not. No
1: such luck,
0: Yeah. (laughs) So let's, let's, let's get a little bit more formalized looking at these, uh, looking at these teams. So you've got the Colorado avalanche. Okay. What would you say the styles of teams that they've played so far have been? So in in the previous series, you've got, they played Edmonton, for example, how does Edmonton score their goals?
1: Off the rush and, you know, yeah. skill based on skill and power yeah. play. Not and, a lot yeah. of
0: cycling though, but yeah, yeah. mostly, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah mostly yeah. off the rush, mostly yeah. trying to catch turnovers and stuff like that, <clears> right? <throat> mm-hmm. Uh Before the Edmonton Oilers, they played the St. Louis Blues. How does the St. Louis Blues score their goals?
1: They're a heavier down low team.
0: Yeah, they're yeah. a heavier grinding team. But yeah. you could almost argue that they're not... Very offensively minded, and so no, it's they're not, not.
1: No, no, and they and they weren't based on speed, and they weren't. You know, there was not a lot of speed in that yeah, game. There was kind of like lot asking of, yeah, how yeah.
0: the New York Islanders score their goals. It's right, like, well, right. I don't know, but they find a way. Yeah, Once yeah. in a while, they yeah, yeah. they seem to pot them now and again. Yeah, and then before that, they played um, Nashville. Nashville, right? Do we need to talk about Nashville? No, <laughs> I mean, really, they just shouldn't yeah. have been there. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, in all due respect to Nashville, but they should.
1: But All due respect to Nashville, but they shouldn't have been there. That's not all due respect to Nashville. I
0: feel like that's more than they were due. (laughs) (laughs) There's more due respect to Nashville, if anything.
1: So now you
0: have them going against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They have not faced a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning that cycles, but without uh, without that kind of heavy pressure grinded out down low St. Louis style. They cycle with skill. Yep. A lot of skill teams are going to rushing these days, right? When you look at the New York Rangers, for example, right? So, like, what I want to hear from you is with all this preamble in mind, like, what are the three or four or five, whatever number you want to arbitrarily pull out of your hat? Hat? yes (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Pull out of
1: your hat, not your. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> I uh I picked the mental image that I could live with. Right, okay. And it was no. you wearing a hat. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> so, what are the what are the few keys that Colorado will have to do in order to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning? And and the reason why I go with the offense of the other teams is because I'm I'm more curious about defensively. How is a team like this going to defend against the Tampa Bay Lightning?
1: Well, they've been they've been very good defensively. They like have. they're not they're not a bad defensive team. They
0: have, but they haven't faced an offense. No,
1: offense. they 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 gave up one fewer goal than Tampa Bay did in the regular season. Right. So, and they were like I think the seventh best defensive team in the league. Right. So they they're okay there. They're they're fine there. But part of that, a big part of that, is you suppress shots by not letting the other team have the puck. Right. And that to me is where is where Colorado is going to have to really impose their style of play on the series. They've got to keep control of the puck. They've got and they've got to manage the puck. So they've like if got they got no if choice. They, if they don't manage the puck well, they're in big trouble. And they've got to keep it off of the sticks of Steven Stamkos and you know, Nikita Kucherov and and Victor Hedman and and that's yeah. and Brayden Point if he plays and that sort of thing. Um so to me, it will be because they have done a good job of managing the puck and hanging on to the puck.
0: That's that's like sort of my thought which is like if you if you let Nikita Kucherov get the puck in the offensive zone with Right the most the, the slightest amount of time or space yeah i just i don't see how they we haven't seen them able to co- collapse and protect the protect the box right. as but well I, as we've seen other teams but, do it
1: but i also don't think that colorado is the kind of team that you know i mean we've seen teams that have given tampa bay way too much respect you know i i would expect that ta- that they are going to be I aggressive mean, with, attack. Yeah, 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 and they'll close the gap more. Yeah, Right? So, so presumably you're thinking Nikita Kucherov's, you know, he may get the puck in the offensive zone, but he's going to look up and somebody's going to be in his face. Right? Right? Because yeah. they have defensemen who can skate, you know. Pardon
0: me. Last week it was your phone that went off, this week it's mine.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't What was that? It sounded like a somebody sc- scraping their nails on a blackboard
0: anyways that was and- Admiral Akbar from from Star Wars Return of the Jedi saying it's a
1: trap great um anyways <laughs> I I think that I think that um you know uh Colorado has the the defensemen who can who can skate yeah and they have defensemen who can support those who skate yeah so I really see them stepping up in the neutral zone and probably closing that gap a lot better than a lot of other teams did, but yeah. maybe had a lot more respect for Tampa and kind of just, you know, okay, well, we, let's, let's just wait until the last possible second and figure it out then. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Whereas Colorado I think will be far more aggressive and far more focused on pursuing the puck. Yeah. And, and it's all about the little black thing for Colorado, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. they got to control it. They got to keep it on their sticks and they got to keep it off of Tampa sticks, and that that will be their best way of defending. I mean
0: the the Colorado Avalanche. Like, I mean, what was so prevalent in the Edmonton series was the fact that every single zone entry they got angled off. Not every single one, obviously, yeah, yeah. because I mean Edmonton <clears throat> did score, but ev- almost every single zone entry, somebody angled off. Whoever was creating the zone entry, whether it was Connor right. McDavid, this is right. usually Connor McDavid. Yep. To be honest, yep. Bo Bowen Byram did an excellent job of it. Kale McCarr did an excellent job of it, and angling these guys off, forcing yep. them into the corners where they couldn't do any damage, and then and then stripping the puck and turning it the other way. So that's what we saw against the Edmonton Oilers. The difference is, is that if you force Nikita Kucherov in the corners, he can do damage. Yeah, is. You know, you you basically just escorted him to his office,
1: right? And and what are his options once he gets there? Stamkos and Palat. right? I mean, those are pretty good options. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So it, that's what I that's what I find interesting about this. Now, conversely, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have faced uh, teams that are better in terms of neutral zone defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. Face the New York Rangers last. Before the New York Rangers, they faced the Florida Panthers. Right. And the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, the Toronto Maple Leafs, that would be the team that I'd say has is the best off the rush defense, especially with a guy like Mark Giordano. Right, right. So I just... It's an interesting conundrum. Now, so you think that, and I agree with you, that uh, the Colorado Avalanche, they really need to focus on puck management. They cannot turn the puck over. right. And and if they get like if they get themselves in trouble in their own zone, they're going to have to be aggressive, Um, which, Mm -hmm. of course, runs sort of contrary to to popular opinion, which is that you, you know, you're going to pull your defenseman out of position if you're too aggressive in your own zone. Right. But I agree with you that in, in a situation like that against the Tampa Bay Lightning, you you really relinquish the choice. Right. Um, because Tampa Bay has just completely picked apart defenses like the Florida Panthers, where they had excellent kind of protect
1: the box style defense. Right, right. I I don't think either team has faced a team like they're going to face now. You know what I mean? I mean, as good as Florida was during the regular season and Toronto was during the regular season, you know, Tampa hasn't faced a team like Colorado. No, that that is this deep, this good, this fast. This skilled, this talented, you know, they they haven't faced any of that, so it's it's it. Well, you know what? I'm tired of saying, "Oh, this is going to be a great series," because (laughs) we 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 said that about a a bunch of series before. This series is going to suck, and they turned out they turned out to be not as great as we thought they would be. Yeah, Um, but it'll be interesting because, you know, I, I I think. Tampa, or I think even though Tampa can can play the game any way you want, it seems I, I really think that Colorado's going to have to really like take advantage of the fact that they've played fewer games, they've got more rest. They got to really push the pace, like yeah. push, push, push. And and you know I I would not be I I would not be reticent if I were the Colorado Avalanche to turn this into a. A track meet, Like, I think, yeah. I think, I think if you play it safe and you, you know, you do all those things and you, and, and that, I think you're playing right into Tampa's hands. Yeah. I think you're playing right into Tampa's hands because like I said, there's no team that I've seen in the last 10 years, save maybe the Chicago Blackhawks when they were in their prime. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's more comfortable playing a low event, low scoring game than the Tampa Bay lightning. I, 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 I really think you've got to, you gotta go into the belly of the beast here with Tampa. You gotta push it. You've gotta push the pace. You've got to push the agenda. You've got to keep it fast. You've got to keep it on your stick. And I think that gives you a chance against this team. Because if you if you just drop back and you wanna play that, Tampa will stand there and say, We'll play that game all day and all night. You know, right. we got the best. Remember, we got the best goalie in the world back here. That was the next place right? We got the best up. goalie in the yeah. world back here. Yeah. So you know, you want to you want to generate only twenty four shots a game? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. He'll stop twenty three of them. Maybe right. all twenty four. Right. You know. Yeah. So all right, hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply.
0: I mean, that was the next point that I was going to break up, bring up, which was uh, you've got, so conversely, you're Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got the Colorado Avalanche pushing the pace, pushing the pace. Does Tampa Bay basically turn into the New York Islanders? Yep. Yes. Where they just protect, 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 rely on their excellent goaltending and try to take advantage of whatever little mistakes are, whatever
1: breadcrumbs are left for them. Yes. Yeah? Yes, I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. This series, and and I wrote this yesterday on kencampbell.substack.com because you (laughs) didn't plug me at all (laughs) that's right um I i wrote yesterday that this series to me has a 1983 edmonton oilers new york new york islanders vibe to it yeah uh a team that's an upstart offensive juggernaut team facing a a fading dynasty that is not ready to let go yet yeah and one of the reasons why that series went the way it did in 1983 was billy smith was off the charts good Right, they got outshot. Uh, the, real
0: jerk though. The,
1: oh yeah, <laughs> no. You know what though? As a person, yeah. no, not a jerk at all. I was just trying Great to do the guy. Norm Macdonald
0: joke. Oh, okay, you know? <laughs> this guy was a real jerk. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but on the ice, jerk. Off the ice, really nice guy. Um, but anyways, but but the Oilers outshot the um outshot the uh, the Islanders, Islanders yeah. every game, all yeah. four games, yeah. lost all four games. Wayne Gretzky had zero goals. Mark Messier had one goal. Glenn Anderson had one goal. Yari Curry had three goals. Yeah, and Dave Semenko had one goal. Dave Semenko outscored Wayne Gretzky in that series.
0: <laughs> and and the, the just as we all predicted would and, be the and, case. And, and, the,
1: and the and the the uh, the Oilers went into that final. They had scored 424 regular season goals. Wow. Which, to, to that point, was the highest any team had ever scored in the history of the NHL. Right. Twice more, they, they got more. Yeah. So, it, it actually was the third highest number of right. goals. They got six goals. Six goals in yeah. that Stanley Cup final. Because, I heard a, because uh, as we know, defense wins championships.
0: I heard a, uh, I heard a story about that series... I mean, it might've might been that series. It might've been a different series. I think it was that series though, where essentially, you know, after the yeah, Oilers, I, know what I know
1: exactly what you're going to say. Go you want to
0: tell the story? You'll probably tell it better.
1: Well, where they were, where they were watching the Islanders go by their room. Yeah. After they won the Stanley cup and yeah. they weren't even like cheering. They were so tired. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. They were so tired and beat up. They weren't, they didn't even like, they weren't even like super excited about it. And yeah, Gretzky goes, yeah, well we, we just walked away from that series like with nothing and that was, that was the moment in time, at, at least if you're, you know, if you believe the lore, Yeah, that's the moment in time that the Edmonton Oilers became a championship team.
0: So I heard the, the story a little bit different. Okay. Which is that, you know, the Oilers were in their changing going, oh, yeah, you know, but this guy's, you know, got a hurt hand and this guy's got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, There's kind of, it was, you know, it wasn't excuses, but it was excuses kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they walked past the Islanders dressing room and just saw the amount of tape on those yeah, guys' yeah, bodies yeah, just yeah, holding yeah. them together with yeah, exactly. glue and Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah like uh, Ken, Moro's,
1: Ken Morrow's body parts were falling off. Of yeah, and then they went, the oh,
0: so they were uh, so as hurt, takes. if not more hurt than us, yeah, and yeah. still found a way to play exactly. that way. and so. That that's the way that I heard the story.
1: Yeah, it's. I I mean, you know what? They're probably. Who knows? Maybe neither of them is true. But they're they're both. (laughs) Turns out the
0: change rooms weren't (laughs) even in the same building. Okay, they flew home right after the game without showering.
1: Well, it's like it's like it's like nineteen seventy two. Phil Esposito's big stirring speech after Game Four. Right. And they talk. Everybody talks about rallied the men. Everybody talks about how that turned around the series. And then you talk to people after, and it's like we didn't even see it. Yeah, yeah, like all of Canada saw it on TV, but we didn't even see it, <laughs> you know. So, anyways, but yeah. I, I mean, the story has been told yeah. in in those both of those iterations, yeah. several times. So they're probably both true. Yeah,
0: yeah, they, they watched *Passengers* the twice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that this is going
0: to be a fantastic series. I mean, oh, gosh, I just said it. <laughs>
3: that yeah. means
1: it's going to be terrible. But you know what? Like the Battle of Alberta was great. The Western Conference Final, the four games were great, were really good. Yeah, but maybe
0: we need to just stop hyping these these yeah. series up and just no, allow no. them for no, what that, they are. No,
1: that's what we that's, do. that's no, what, okay, okay, that's what we do. We hype. So no, no, they were good. They should have been longer, though. That that's the only thing. Like yeah. like they were f- in in isolation. The games were really good. Right, right. You know what I mean? Well. I, I thought most of them were yeah. really good games. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you look at Tampa and New York, and it's like it wasn't really super compelling. You know what's but funny? you know what? They're still playing. That was Tampa's one of the more playing. interesting series I, yeah, to me. I, I yeah, I mean, I mean, if you if you appreciate
0: goaltender battles
1: oh yeah Yeah. uh, okay right here yeah no but also if you appreciate the minutia of the game and that you know the digging in and and all that stuff like that that was that was pretty good i
0: actually thought that the what i was thinking about was that was how a lot of the series that i thought were not going to be good turned out to be like the better series in this in this uh playoffs Yeah. yeah such as the tampa new york series uh what was the what was the round one? Oh, the washington florida series yep where i was just like oh florida's just gonna sweep i'm like i didn't even right. watch the first two games until I right. it was like yep. okay this is actually a yep. real series now i better start watching this yep. right um you know a lot of those series are the ones that surprised me as being quite excellent series and then the ones that we thought were going to be excellent turned out to be sort of
1: we haven't had a shit ton of upsets have we in these playoffs
0: uh i mean new york upset basically every team that they played
1: not really they didn't upset Pittsburgh. They were they were they finished higher than Pittsburgh in the standings. Yeah,
0: but who who really thought that Pitts that New York was going to beat Pittsburgh?
1: I did. I picked them. I'm twelve for fourteen, by the way. Oh, twelve oh. for fourteen, and those damn Carolina Hurricanes have scuttled me on both of my picks. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking in the first round when I picked Boston to pick, to beat Carolina. I don't <laughs> like. I'm sitting there and I'm going. You idiot! What were you thinking? <laughs> and then I picked Carolina to beat the Rangers, and those are the two that I've gotten wrong.
0: Ah, uh, the, the Carolina Hurricanes are an enigma wrapped in a mystery. They really are. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, all right, let's. Uh, so let's wrap this. Let's wrap this up. Well, on the, no, no, on the no.
1: Finals. I there, no, there's a couple of more things we need to talk about. Go for it. With respect to this final, um, officiating. Huge. In my opinion, is going to like if it plays out the way I think it's going to play out. Yeah, huge advantage for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Huge, right? They've named the five officials: Gord Dwyer, Kelly Sutherland, Wes McCauley, who Johnny Bear, and uh, Gordy Dwyer. Did I say Gordy Dwyer already? No, I don't. Think Anyways, that. those five guys—they're the same five guys, except for Johnny Bear, who is hasn't refereed in a, in a Stanley cup final and probably will be the extra official in all the games. Right. These guys are the guys who have done it every year. Uh, Those four guys with the exception of Johnny bear average 48 years old and have been around forever, have 22 Stanley cup finals among them. Yeah. And we know what they are. They're, they're the epitome of, this is the way the league wants the game played. Let them play, which is a euphemism for don't call half the stuff that you see. Right. Right? Right. Huge advantage for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, in, like massive advantage. First of all, it keeps a, a power play that's clicking at 31% off the ice. Right. Uh, as much as it should, you know, more than it should be. Yeah. And as you... Play that way, and you're more successful that way. And you know they're not calling it. It emboldens you even more to play that way.
0: You know, I've definitely started to come around to the idea with the Tampa Bay Lightning of don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, where I'm kind of like, ah, oh, man, they're they're a they're a dirty team. They really they're are a really well, dirty they're team.
1: a sneaky dirty team, and they're and they get away with it. Is like, it sneaky anymore? Yeah, it's not even sneaky anymore. It's like
0: it's it's kind of like it was sneaky 3 years ago.
1: Like when Corey Perry's fallen into the goalie, like is anybody giving him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt anymore? Like anybody? Yeah. But anyways, I I think that I think that if if it plays out the way I think it's going to and I I see no reason to think it won't. Right. Uh that's a huge advantage for Tampa Bay.
2: Yeah.
0: I think Tampa's got Tampa knows exactly where the line is. Yeah. And knows exactly how to cross the line. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you know what? And and even if it means they got to kill an extra penalty or two, I think they're okay with that. Yeah. I, I think another thing, like, I, I was, I, I agonized over my, my who was going to win this series. Yeah. And now the more I think about it, the more I'm like, how could I not pick Tampa Bay? Right. Um, Tampa right now has... An elite, elite, elite shutdown center in Anthony Sorelli. Yes. Who has one goal. Yes. Alex Kalorn has none, I think.
0: I, I don't think he does. Either. And
1: Hagel's done whatever Hagel's doing, right? Yeah. I, the Tampa Bay Lightning could not care less if that line doesn't score one goal in this series. Yeah. But Anthony Sorelli will be that elite shutdown guy who has already gone head to head with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Yeah. You know, Barkov Huberto. Right. And lately, you know, the, the Panarin Sabana jet. Right? right. And shut them all down. Yeah. Shut them all down. To it to a certain extent. Right. Um and like to me, like you can't give the con Smythe to Anthony Sorelli. He's got one goal. Right. I mean I mean it's it would be embarrassing I would think. But the only thing that's keeping him from having from getting Con Smythe from getting Con Smythe love yeah. love yeah. would be, you know, if he maybe had seven or eight points right now and not three or whatever it is yeah. that he has. And if he had four goals right now. Like set like in 2007 when Anaheim won the Stanley Cup. Sammy Paulson had six goals and 12 points. Right. But he was their shutdown guy. And it was very close, I think, between him and Scott Niedermeyer for the, for yeah. the uh, con Smythe. Yeah. Uh, because he was that good defensively. And right. and we're seeing that with Anthony Sorelli. He's been that good defensively. And I, I just think that he's really going to be up to the task here.
0: Okay. So like looking at kind of the, this idea of, of, a defensive center winning the con Smythe. uh if you were to if montreal was to somehow pull out a win last year in the playoffs don't you think that the con Smythe votes would phil be yeah. would be split between carrie price and
1: phil deno no i think carrie price would have won it going oh, i think away. he would have won it i think they would he would i think he would have won it going away but phil Deneau would have gotten some support for sure so i think i feel like Carry price would have been like First on everybody's ballot, and Phil Donohue would have been second on everybody's. Right, ballot.
0: but I think that that's, that has a lot to do not just with the fact that he had an otherworldly playoff performance, but yeah. also the fact that there's so much respect for him mm-hmm. that people want to give him yeah. that due. Yeah. But anyways, so I'm just saying, I I yeah. don't think that it's crazy to think that a defensive center should be.
1: Yeah, I um, I think um, like I and and this is another reason why I I'm I'm liking Tampa is. I think there's a real sort of Stephen Stamkos renaissance taking place right now. Right. You know, like he, he's, I would argue, and I'm actually going to write this today. I would argue <laughs> that Stephen Stamkos start to finish this year has not had a better year as an NHL player, a better season. He scored 60 goals. He scored 51 goals. We know that he's won two Rocket Richard trophies. Yeah. But this year, what he did for the Tampa Bay Lightning, driving play, off and point. He carried them when off and Point were out of the lineup early in the season. He's got nine playoff goals. Yeah. Um, he, you know, that that game six against the Rangers, like he was just like, I gotta step up. Yeah. You know, he scores, takes a shit penalty. I just Man, yeah, takes a takes a kind of a garbagey penalty. It's your podcast, and man. then they then they score, and then he gets out in like fourteen seconds later, scores again to 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 put them ahead in the game. Yeah, um, he just like was like, I, I feel like Steven Stamkos right now is knows that this could be his his legacy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like two years ago, he. Can change the complexion of the Stanley Cup Final in one shift, right? But it was his only shift, right? Yeah, <laughs> of yeah, the playoffs, yeah. right? Last year he was pretty good. He was good. but He was fine. But Kucherov was out of his mind. Yeah. Point was out of his mind. This year I well, feel like the
0: third line was the story yeah, yeah, of last yeah. year.
1: This year I feel like even though Kucherov's got a bunch of points, like he's got twenty two. Yeah. Um. Be interesting to see if um, Connor McDavid wins a playoff scoring championship this year, right? <laughs> I mean, he's got, he's 10 points ahead of anybody else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, but even though Kucherov's got a bunch of points, I just feel like Stamkos is, like, I feel like this is the first time that Stamkos is like, that's the C right there. And I'm wearing it for a reason. Yeah. And I'm carrying this team. You well, know? this is
0: his, this is his playoffs. Well, like, it, it, truthfully, yeah. because like you said, first year, first cup. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I mean, like, yes, you're right. His goal changed the complexion of it. But, like, you know right. what I mean? Like, it's it right. really is largely, you know, his name on the cup. There's an asterisk there. Second cup. Again, he played just fine, but he played about as fine as he had to. And it really was just fine.
3: Right?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And this is the chance. Point has been injured. Yeah. Right? Point has been injured. Point was injured in the year he had to step up. Yep. Point is injured now; he has to step up. Yep. He has been relegated for the last several years of his career as a winger that we can trot out to score yeah, a he few was, goals. He was a, there. he
1: was a left winger. He was moved to yeah. the left wing,
0: and now and he, he might he not is, even have
1: been their best left winger
0: at the time. I guarantee yeah. you, he yeah. wasn't for a long time, <laughs> yeah, right? I, I, yeah. So, and now to your point, this is his chance to score uh, to, to, to 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 win this cup. Yeah, it's almost like there's all you. You know, hockey is such like the penulti- the ultimate team sport, right? It's almost like there's like this. You won me the last two, let me win you this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right, and and I feel the like love letter back. I feel like a lot of this goes back to the Olympics. Like 2010, yeah. he should have been picked and wasn't. Yeah, and it was ridiculous that he wasn't.
0: 2014. Tw- 2014, he's hurt. Injured.
1: Yeah. 2018, the NHL. Doesn't go and don't yeah. get me started on that. Yeah. So he's like sitting there going, okay, this is my chance to play for this team. The guy who coaches me is the coach of the team. So he's going to see every night what I'm Worked doing. so
0: well for Marty Saint louis <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: true. <laughs> but that was a GM. It wasn't I know the that college. was a GM, yeah, which
0: is worse. Yeah, yeah. To be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: because, yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, like he's auditioning every night. Yeah. And at the beginning of the season, he was a beast. And I I think a lot of it had to do with him going, this is it. This is my chance to play in the Olympics. Yeah. And I got to take the chance here and I've got to really showcase myself. Yeah. And he did it and would have been on that team. No question. Yeah. If not for another time getting robbed, like four times he's been robbed of of chances to play in the Olympics. It's so funny because we always talk about the
0: best player to not win a Stanley Cup and he might now go down as the best player to not win a Olympic
1: gold, medal. gold yeah, medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you want to move on?
1: Uh, I'm just trying to think of anything else, any other wisdom that I need to impart on you.
0: Let me, let me, about let me, this series. let me drop one. Uh, Jeff Merrick was saying on their podcast, 32. Oh, Thoughts, he's a bonehead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shoot him a message and let him know. Okay. <laughs> uh, he was saying that, um, this is the hardest, uh, Stanley Cup final that the Tampa Bay Lightning will have had to face. All due respect he mm-hmm. said to the Montreal Canadiens and the Dallas Stars. No, no no, see that's one of those ones right. where you don't say even that. Yeah. where you don't
1: even say all due respect yeah. to the Montreal Canadiens. The Dallas Stars maybe, but the Montreal Canadiens no.
0: <laughs> I they were both a gentleman's sweep. Yep. So I'd say no due respect to either.
1: Well, I mean, but it was six against Dallas. Dallas took game one.
0: Oh, that's right. Dallas was took game one. Dallas.
1: Dallas took game one in overtime. And then Tampa won three. And then Dallas pulled it out, you know, game six or game five. Extended to game six. And yeah. then it was over. My,
0: my, favorite, my favorite thing that Dominic Ducharme did in the playoffs last year was uh, Andre Vasilevsky <laughs> completely stole a game. Montreal came out firing. I think it was game two y'all just came up firing on all cylinders, every puck at the net, excellent scoring opportunities. Vasilevsky was up to the task. And then Dominic's duchar he sat down he thought about it and he thought, well, that didn't work. So maybe if we don't shoot on him, it would be better. And then they lost the series. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, but that's what, that's what Merrick said. And, and, kind right. You, you kind right. of jumped to my point, which was, you're right, like, no due respect. Like, this this team is so much better than any of the other teams that they've had to face in the Stanley Cup final that it's And just, in the
1: Stanley Cup playoffs, like, yeah, th- like, in <sighs> this year's Stanley Cup playoffs.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. You think that they're that, like, I mean, they swept the President's Trophy winner. Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, if you want to go by points, by right. team points, yeah, okay. they're the yeah. President's Trophy yeah. winner. Yep. If you want to go by roster construction, the Florida Panthers are as good as any other team. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see them winning the Stanley Cup yeah, yeah. with that yeah, roster. Yeah, true,
1: true. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know I, that I I would, feel like, I feel like there's. But Colorado's
0: definitely firing on all cylinders, and, and whereas I, Florida clearly wasn't.
1: Right, and I feel like there's no disputing the fact that Tampa Bay is the second best team in this series. I think you're right. I I really do. Like roster construction on paper, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I I think you can say that Tampa is the second best team in the series, but I think they're going to win. I think think they're going to win. I, I I, I think that John Cooper and his staff have done an extremely, like a great team building job with this team. Yeah. You know, especially after getting swept in 2019. Yeah. You know, accountability, the whole thing. And what they're really good at, is what John Cooper's really good at is creating a narrative that brings everybody together. Right. Okay. So in 2020, it was it was pretty easy, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. yeah we, we, we were embarrassed last year. Yeah. We're better than that. Yeah. Let's prove it. Yeah. T- last year, it was like, this is like the, you know, senior year of high school. We're all going different ways after this year. <laughs> not all <laughs> of us, but yeah. we're not going to be able to keep this group together. And yeah. they weren't. And now it's that's more the American
0: like American graffiti year. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and now it's more about You go to the Soccer. Yeah. And now it's more about legacy. And yeah. it's about winning another Stanley Cup for Corey Perry and winning for one for Pierre Edward Bellamar and you know, some of those other guys yeah. and, and um, um Nick Paul. Nick Paul and Andrew Coglano and guys like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it's about this time. Yeah. And and I feel like they've been able to create those narratives and create those situations a lot better than a lot of other teams. And they they sort of take control of the narrative and they 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 have that story. Yeah. And and I think that really galvanizes them. Right. And, and I think that you know because when you look at it, this would be a dynasty if they were able to win. Like this would cement them as a dynasty.
3: I mean, in, they're in my are, we are a dynasty. The, yeah,
1: you can argue whether they are or whether they aren't at this point. Yeah. But this would cement it because I mean, teams have won four times, teams have won five times. There have only been in the history of the NHL three franchises that have won three straight Stanley Cups. Right. Toronto in the forties and the sixties. Yeah. Montreal, Montreal Montreal in the fifties and the seventies. Yeah. And the Islanders in the eighties. Right. They're the only three franchises that have won three straight Stanley Cups. Pittsburgh didn't do it. Yeah. They've won two straight. Philadelphia didn't do it. They won two straight. Detroit. You know, Detroit, in the 50s, Detroit won three and four. They should, they won 51-52, Montreal won 53, they won 54, and then Montreal won on their run. They did you should, know that Detroit,
0: Howe started as a goalie? Did he really? I was just listening yeah. to it on Under the Influence with Terry O'Reilly. Wow. Yeah. It's a good show. It's a great show.
1: They've got a podcast. Yeah. Oh, I. yeah. I don't believe that he started as a goalie. He might have. I don't that's what, know. That's what Terry O'Reilly said. Yeah. Well, Terry O'Reilly's a know-nothing. Anyways. <laughs> tends to be a smart <laughs> fella. Not, and it's not the Terry O'Reilly that used to play in the NHL. No. Anyways, Detroit should have won three straight. There should have been times when Detroit won th- should have won three straight. One was in the 50s and one was when they won in 2007- no. no, no, no. Cause they won eight and then lost in nine. So they, they only would have won two then. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that this is truly like, there is no disputing that if the Tampa Bay lightning win this Stanley cup, they are a dynasty. Yeah. They are. You, you may regard them as a dynasty already, yeah. but there is no, absolutely no disputing it. If yeah. they win this time and I think like back to the Steven Stamkos thing. I, I he's in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But he wins a Conn Smythe Trophy. He's the guy. He he's the driver of this. This like cements it.
0: I can't wait to hear what Kucherov says when Stamkos wins the Conn Smythe. That's number one bullshit. That's what he'll say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's number one bullshit. I should have won.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or or Vasilevsky. Was, yeah, you know.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Vas, kind of been, he's had his moments of not greatness. Yeah, but I mean, like, here's what
0: I say about bad goaltending. You can only lose a game once. So if you're going to be bad in a game, then just right. be bad in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. come back in the next game and be excellent, which is right. what he's done.
1: Which is what he does, yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. And, I mean, like, you know, we see that with every good goaltending performance, right? Uh, you know, when you think about some of the great playoff goaltending performances, you think about, like, Halak 2010. Yeah. He wasn't great in every game.
1: No, no.
0: Completely stank in some of them. Right. But then he came back the next game and he well, couldn't get scored on. Yeah, the I
1: mean, game. and, it, and like, no team epitomized that more than the Pittsburgh Penguins in 2016, 2017
0: with Matt Murray.
1: Yeah, the, the, yeah and and Marc-André Fleury. And Marc-André Fleury, yeah. Fleury 2017, yeah. Marc-André Fleury. I I in fact I suggested it and the, the the league ended up putting something out to all the writers saying you can't vote for a tie because I thought that in 2017, yeah. Marc-André Fleury and Matt Murray should have been co-winners of the Conn Smythe Trophy. Right. Mark Andre Fleury forgetting them th- through the first two rounds, and Matt Murray forgetting them through the final two rounds. Right. But Matt Murray in those years, like he'd be brilliant one game, and then the- and then he'd stink in the next game, right? Like yeah. stink, yeah, yeah. And and but I mean, so even yeah. even
0: uh uh Dominic Kashuk was known for that as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, in the playoffs, he'd be brilliant one game, and then just let in twelve mm-hmm. the next game. Twelve, <laughs> <laughs> back in the days, <laughs> yeah, and and so. It's just so to say, I guess my point is, is that, you know, we're measuring Vasilevsky against what we're used to seeing from Vasilevsky, which is that a bad game is like one goal that wasn't even a bad goal, but was maybe a questionable goal. We're measuring Vasilevsky against what we're used to seeing against Vasilevsky. If we measure him against the great goaltending performances that we've seen in the last 30 years in the NHL, it's still a really good one. It's still up there.
1: How many guys on Tampa Bay Lightning are going to Hall of Fame? We know Vasilevsky's going to be in. We know Victor Hedman's going to be in. We know Stephen Stamkos is going to be in.
0: We know Kucherov is going to be in. We know
1: Kucherov's almost positive to be in. And Corey Perry's going to be in. I think. I I mean, it's really hard to... It's really easy to overlook what this guy's accomplished. Right. Corey Perry. Um, I think he's in. Anybody else?
0: Are we talking about just this year's Tampa Bay Lightning? Yeah, just because this we, team, just this team. Okay, because so I was going to say if we go backwards, then then we might have to have more people
1: in, like whom, for the last three cups. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of guys that played on that team that would be Hall of Famers.
0: I'm trying to think of that as well. I don't but, know six okay, guys. But look, five, look, or six guys. Here's from the, the thing, same though, team. is that some of them still have young careers, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, like. Like, Sergachev could be in. Yeah, he could. He could, yep. Yep. I mean, like, yep. I'm not going to write it out. He's, like, 23. Yep. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, it's, yep. it's, you know, when 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 did Hedman really round into form and be the Hedman right. that we he know and love today? Right. It was right. later on yeah, in yeah. his career. Yep. And so yep. Uh, it was, like, 26 or 27, right, mm-hmm. where Hedman all of a sudden became who we know. Right. I think Ryan McDonough could be in. That would be a tough sell for me, but. Let me say one thing about Ryan McDonough. Okay. He must listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. Because I turned around and said, "He's a great defensive defenseman, but he's not the most physical." Boy, did he turn on the physicality did. tap! He Holy jeez, really he started he really murdering yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Okay, so Ryan McDonough swapped jerseys with Shea Weber, <laughs> whose, whose knee is
1: somehow fine." Right. <laughs> so on on Colorado, what do we got for future Hall of Famers? We've got McKinnon. McKinnon, AB Landeskog. I doubt it. We've got no. Not, not consistent enough, in my opinion. You don't think you I think Kael McCarr is on a McCarr, hall, of Fame, yes. hall of Fame trajectory without question. Yeah. Uh and that's about it. Uh you don't think that uh you don't think that uh, Pavel
0: Francuz will be in the Hall of Fame?
1: He'll be in the I don't I'm sure if he's Czech or Solvac. I think he's Czech. He'll be in the Czech hockey hall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean you're right. There's like two that are probably sure in McCart and McKinnon.
1: McKinnon, that's it. Those are the only two shoe ins yeah.
0: right now on this yeah. team.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, dynasty teams
0: have multiple Hall of Famers,
1: like lots of them. Yeah the the only team that I can think of that didn't that doesn't have any guys that well, and even then I might be wrong. Because Ryan O'Reilly might get in. Actually, he. But they're might. not even a dynasty team. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, even St- just Stanley Cup winners. Right. Okay, like usually you enough. have, usually you have at least a couple of guys who are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That St. Louis team, I'm not sure you're going to have anybody who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Although I, you know, Ryan O'Reilly keeps padding his resume, right? So yeah. he would be the one guy that that I, I would think might.
0: He's a player. Yeah. yeah, might yeah. be a
1: guy that gets in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but Pittsburgh had at least a couple.
1: Oh yeah. At least? Right. Yeah. At yeah. least three. Yeah. Chris Latang, of Jenny Malkin and Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Not to mention
0: Flurry might make yeah, it.
1: Yeah, Flurry Fleury will get in. Does Phil Kessel get in? Probably not. I don't know. He had, I
0: don't know. He would have the counting stats to get in, to be honest. Like if you're just oh, looking yeah. at goals and stuff like that. Well, like,
1: and and longevity and showing up for work every day. I mean, I mean you know, if people are going to talk Hard about Patrick, Patrick Marlowe getting in for showing up for work every day, I mean, then if if Patrick Marlowe is ever a consideration, yeah. Phil Kessel's in. Like, he's just in. Like, forget it.
0: So if we ever get Armstrong back on the show, I I came up with a question that I, that I was mad at myself for not coming up with at the time. What? Because he talked about how funny Phil Kessel is. Yeah. I want to hear a Phil Kessel joke okay i'm so tired of hearing people talk about how funny phil kessel is and we have no idea why they're saying that or how there's i'm like i want to hear a prank or something that phil Kessel. no i think he
1: just i think it's just one of those things where he'll say something and everybody will laugh right so tell me because he's like poking fun at himself or whatever so tell me that joke somebody said like like apparently he's like super like popular with the ladies so and like he'll (laughs) go like i don't get it I don't get it, but it happens. (laughs) So like I
0: once, a a shot came on, I deflected the shot widened over the shoulder, which is widened and and to the side of the net, which is what you're supposed to do. Guy was standing right behind the net, wasn't wearing his cup, hit him right in the nuts.
1: Why would you not be wearing your cup?
0: Hard slap shot, hit him right in the nuts. His name was Phil. So we get in the change room after the game. I'm laughing, but also feeling horrible. Right? I feel like
1: there's like a one ball joke coming here. No, no.
0: So we nope. got in the change room during the game, uh, after the game. And uh, my buddy goes, my buddy goes, hey, uh, Dylan, why did you pull me aside before the game and said, watch me hit Phil in the nuts? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so like... Those little locker room jokes, they do translate. They do. So I want to hear it. I want to hear what Phil has to say. So anyways. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. They don't. When you look at the Colorado Avalanche, they've got a lot of really good players, much like the St. Louis Blues did when they won Mm -hmm. the cup and still do for that matter. But I mean, Kadri, I don't. He's a Hall of Famer. No. Right. Nazem Kadri. Yeah. No. But that's what I'm saying is that, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, he 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 would teeter on that cusp of being an excellent player throughout his career. Right. Like Rancidon, yep. like Landis Gog. Yeah. Right. Like probably Bone Byron by the
1: time all of a sudden, Yeah, yeah.
0: going to go down as a very, very good defenseman. Yeah,
1: none of those guys screams Hall of Famer to me. None yeah. of them. But they're good. They're good. They're good. And they're deep. And their third defense pairing is Eric Johnson and Bowen Byram. And that's all you need to know about how good Colorado is.
0: Right. So when we started this segment, which is the only segment because we're now an hour in. Man. <laughs> Time flies when you're having
1: fun. Exactly. When we
0: started this segment, uh, I was slowly trying to push this like kind of pro, pro Tampa narrative. I was like, you know, doing this like, well, what types of offenses have the Colorado yep. Avalanche face? And you were like being like the contrarian, pushing back. And at some point, it's like a switch just flicked, and you're just like, I don't think the Colorado's
1: going to win a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see no path to victory for the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been like, I, I, like I said, I've been kind of, I was agonizing over it. But the more I talk about it, the more I verbalize it, it's like. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I I, I mean, I agree with you, but this one we're doing, I'm taking Colorado 100%. You're taking Tampa
1: 100%. No, I'm not taking them 100%.
0: Oh, really? You, you don't think, want to do it for all the
1: marbles? You think I'm crazy? <laughs> no, I'm taking Tampa at like 55%. Do you, do you hear that Emo Phillips joke? My teacher asked,
0: uh, Emo, are, are you cheating on your test or am I stupid? And he said, well... Are, are you, am I stupid or are you cheating on your test? He goes, well, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that whenever somebody goes like, I'm not crazy or am
1: I crazy? Yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I yeah, go, yeah, well, yeah, yes and yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Is it just me or? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I'm taking Tampa at 55. You're taking Tampa at
0: 55. I got to take Colorado at a hundred percent. And then maybe we'll look at the, the accounting at the end of this. and see Yeah, that. but
1: I'm like, I'm way ahead of you now because I took, I took, Tampa at 100% against the Rangers. Ay. It didn't look good at the beginning. Wow. Did, I, yeah. I thought, I thought yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, You know, I mean, there was that moment where I was just like, I was like, okay, I get that Tampa's good. Shesterkin might pull one more out. Yeah. Maybe two. And
1: he almost did.
0: He almost did. He, he almost looked really good. good. Yeah. Looked really good. We have had such a treat of goaltending the last two years of the playoffs. Yeah. Watching Vasilevsky, Price, Price Hellebuck in the... Uh, montreal yeah winnipeg series which hellebuck was not the problem right no we watched vasilevsky price price hellebuck and now vasilevsky uh uh Shisterkin. and
1: yeah yeah and now vasilevsky (laughs) francis
0: and that is why the colorado avalanche lose
1: not that reason fran lose oh nice (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey, he's either Zabinabad. Zabinabad. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: and he turned and he turned it around after that. He played after I said the yeah. Rangers were Zabinabad. Yeah. I didn't say he was Zabinabad because he was amazing. He ah, was he's been good the whole time.
0: Yeah, he has. Uh I wonder what uh Oh who was the big piece of that trade. Uh what's his name? The center that uh that that uh New York sent to the the Ottawa Senators. Eric Steppman? I can't even remember who it was. Ah, anyways, whatever. He was out of the league pretty quick. Uh, or he bounced around pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, can't remember. Uh, that's the point, is that they got Zibanejad for... Ah, um, oh, it's driving me crazy. Well, let's look. Well, before before we, we answer this question, you, the viewers at home, can send us an email at... <laughs> <laughs> uh, P.O. Box. <laughs> so, uh, by the way... Don't forget, check us out on YouTube. This episode will not be broken up into clips because it is just one long segment. And so you can check out this episode at the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. Check out Oh, Ken yeah, Campbell. Derek Brassard, Derek Broussard. Derek Broussard. Yes.
1: Who is now a member of, who's he playing for? He's still kicking around. No, but. I think he's playing, is he with, he was with Edmonton. He right. was with Edmonton this year. Yeah. At the end, yeah. Healthy scratch. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, played Anyways, one playoff game.
0: Check us out on Apple Podcast. Do leave a review. We've got the most sparse reviews on Apple Podcast. We've got like one in Switzerland, one in America, one Why in Why is that? Sweden.
1: Because we're niche. <laughs> I feel like not enough people have like panned that Mika Zibanejad trade more. Oh yeah. I feel like that's like a one of the all-time ripoffs. I mean, it was bad when it happened. And it's only gotten
0: worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was, anyways, I, I've said what I've said. Uh, the Ottawa Senators making a bad trade. I just, uh, <laughs> why have, I never.
1: Who'd have funk it? Jared
0: Dorian, really? Who'd have funk it? Yeah. So anyways, last thoughts on this series?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick uh, Tampa in seven.
0: Tampa And for the seven. first
1: time since 1955, game seven is going to go to overtime. In the Stanley Cup final, that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. All uh, right. Fifty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what happened that year? You don't know what happened. Of course year. not. Um. Why would I know that? Why would you know that? Oh, because I'm a nerd. Okay, that's fair. But what happened was, um, who was it? Uh, Pete. Uh, was it was a, a a role player? Yeah. For uh, it wasn't Marty Pavlich. It was somebody else. Dumped the puck in in overtime, yeah. and Doug Harvey went to bat it with his hand, and it went off his hand and up over the goal, oh. up over, I think it was Charlie Hodge. And that's how game seven in overtime was won <laughs> in the Stanley Cup final in 1955. Unreal. Anyways, anyways, for the first time, game seven, Stanley Cup final, overtime, Tampa wins.
0: The name of the episode first time since 1955.
1: Mm hmm. All right, well, thanks so no, much. No, w- one more thing, one more thing, <laughs> one more thing. <laughs> Let's hear it. Shout out to the Canadian women's under-18 team. Yes. Uh, won the won the World Under-18 Championship uh, in Wisconsin last yeah. night. Um, really interesting dynamic. They lose 2-0 to Finland in their first game. Right. They get beat 7-0 by USA in the round robin they come back they win the quarterfinal they win their semifinal and then they beat three they beat that same USA team 3-2 in the final last night
2: yeah
1: um six games yeah they had three players tied for the goal scoring lead on the team right two goals <laughs> their leading goal their leading goal scorer had two goals
0: defensive juggernaut yeah
1: but that's that's not the story the story is you know what thank goodness they got this tournament in. Those girls deserved it. Those players deserved it. After getting hosed on uh, last year and, you know, and then seeing, you know, the under 18 men play and Connor Bedard coming through and doing all those amazing things. You know, they needed that. They need that for their development. They need that for the game. And it was really good to see, you know, it was on TSN. Stands were full. Um, You know, it was really good to see. And, you know, Canada was... uh, was just, you know, they, they, they played the Canadian way yeah and they, they ended up, they ended up winning and it was, uh, you know, a really good, ended up being a really good story.
0: Yeah. So totally. Thank you so much for uh, reminding me and, and putting that plug out and yep. uh, yeah. So check out KenCampbell.Substack.com. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end of this episode. Check us out on Apple podcast, check us out on YouTube. And of course, feel free, please leave a review, subscribe, do all the stuff that people on the internet tell you to do. Right. All right. <laughs>